Hello, mate. I'm new round here. Just saying hello to people. The name's John. All right, John. I'm Frank. Welcome to Hornet Heaven. So, uh, how long have you been a Watford fan, then? God, mate, years. And, uh, not just a fan, actually. How do you mean? Played for us. In the first team? Yeah. Division 2, back in the day. Oh, I'd have loved to play for us. Just the once would have been enough. It was an honour and a privilege to represent the club. Is that all you've got to say about it? If I'd got to play for Watford, I'd be leaping around and swearing me head off for the rest of eternity. <laughs> I know what you mean, mate. But to be fair, I don't like to turn it into a big deal. I don't want to rub anyone's face in it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. I'll get that. Fair play. Anyway, sorry mate, I ought to recognise you, but what's your name? John Pierce. Oh, right, um, that's embarrassing. I can't place you. When did you play? Early 1970s, mate, under Ken Furphy. Oh, right. Not a period I'll go back and watch, if I'm honest. But that's my problem, not yours, John. You played for Watford Football Club, mate. Which most Watford fans never did. No one can ever take that away from you. Hornet Heaven The Player Written by Ollie Wicken, read by Colin Mace. Earth Season 2020-21 One morning during the summer of 2021, a tall, lean, 70-year-old man, a new arrival in Ornit Evan, was going around the atrium getting to know people. Hello, mate. I'm John Pierce. Ah, hello. I'm Henry Grover, the man who founded Watford Rovers in 1881. Delighted to make your acquaintance, John, old thing. Uh, uh, wait. John Pierce. That name rings a bell. 1970s, I think. I know it's a fairly common name, but are you the John Pierce? The John Pierce. <laughs> no one's ever called me that before, mate. But didn't you play for Watford once? Yeah, I did. It was an honour and a privilege to... Well, that definitely makes you the John Pierce, old sausage. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks, mate. You'll especially love the attention you get in Hornet Heaven as a former player, old thing. We always seem to hold a special attraction for the ordinary fan. I've never actually had my bottom pinched myself, but I live in hope. <laughs> I know what you mean, mate. Down on earth, I always got bought a pint if I met a fan and told them I'd play for the club, so I wasn't going to stop telling people. How oh, marvellous. Even though you played literally once, old thing, completing just eight minutes on the pitch. Oh, uh, right, so you know the actual stats. 
only because you were an answer at one of our Hornet Heaven quiz nights several years ago, old Poppet, as the player who had the shortest ever Watford League career. Oh, um, right. People don't usually throw the precise details at me. Don't worry, old thing. You're not the record holder anymore. Luco 9 managed to get it down to four minutes, if I remember correctly, from a more recent quiz. And more importantly, in my book, anyone who has represented Watford Football Club for even a nanosecond deserves all the kudos going. But, uh, is this going to happen a lot up here? Am I going to have to get into the weeds of exactly how long I was at the club and, and that sort of thing? I'm not sure I can get it all right. Ah, well, luckily there's a way you can mug up on the inconsequential detail that some fans care about. Young Derek Garston keeps stats on absolutely everything. He's the chap who runs the quiz nights. In fact, why don't I take you to meet him, old thing, right now? Uh, okay, sure, as long as he doesn't set me a quiz on myself before I've mucked up. Henry Grover took John Pierce to the programme office, where they found 13-year-old Derek Garston pouring over a selection of old club handbooks. Ah, Derek, dear boy, there you are. I'd like to introduce you to a former player who's just arrived with us, John Pierce. Crikey! It's an honour to meet you, Mr Pierce, sir. I know all about you, sir. The club played a benefit match for you, even though your Watford first-team career only lasted eight minutes, Mr Pierce, sir. That makes you a unique figure in Watford history, Mr Pierce, sir. Uh, is that right? If Derek says so, of course it's right, John Old Top. Master Garston is our master statistician. So, is your leg OK, Mr Pierce, sir? My uh, leg? Why are you... Your career was ruined by a broken leg, I believe, Mr Pierce, sir. Which leg was it, Mr Pierce, sir? Just for my records, Mr Pierce, sir. Oh, uh, right. Well, it, it was... It was, sir... Uh... Now, now, Derek. That's an unseemly level of forensic detail, my boy. Let's stick to statistics. I brought John along so he could mug up on some of the details of his career that he's bound to be asked by some of the more anally retentive Watford fans in Hornet Heaven. Uh, do you mean people like me, Mr Grover, sir? Well, I wouldn't use the words anally retentive within your hearing, of course, Derek, but, uh, um, yes, people like you. Charming, Mr Grover, sir. So, Mr. Pierce, sir, what would you like me to jog your memory about? Oh, well, I don't know. Uh, dates, mainly. OK. Dates of what, exactly, Mr. Pierce, sir? I, I, I don't know. How about when I signed for Watford? I don't carry that date around in my head. Signed as an amateur or as a professional, Mr. Pierce, sir? Oh, um, why do you ask? Have you got separate lists to check? Because you were an amateur first, then a professional, Mr Pierce, sir. Of course, of course. Well, obviously the fans army are most likely to be interested in when I became a, a full-time professional. But you were never a full-time professional, Mr Pierce, sir. Only part-time. Ha! Beautiful. That's exactly the level of detail we came for, Derek, my dear Ainley retentive boy. Look, uh, 
To be honest, I reckon I'll be able to gloss over that kind of thing if people ask. So, uh, cheers, Derek. Maybe I'll just uh, come back another time if I blank on something important. Uh, cheers, Henry, mate. Oh, that was sudden. Do you think it was something we said? I think he's worried, Mr Grover, sir. Worried? We're going to rumble him. Rumble him? Whatever do you mean, dear boy? I have a strong suspicion that that man isn't who he says he is, Mr Grover, sir. He does look vaguely like an older version of John Pierce's picture in the 1970s programme, sir, but I think there's an imposter in hornet heaven, Mr Grover, sir. A few minutes later, Henry and Derek were joined in the programme office by Hornet Heaven's head of programmes, Bill Mainwood. Ah, Bill, old thing, come on in. There are machinations afoot. Hello, Henry. Hello, Derek, my boy. Goodness, you look busy, young man. Hello, sir. Yes, sir. I'm looking up which Hornet Heaven residents were on the staff at the club between October 1967, sir, and November 1971, sir, when a player called John Pierce was on the book, sir. Oh, yes. I'd heard he'd arrived. And you want to know who his colleagues were, do you? Well, off the top of my head, I can think of Ken Furphy, the manager at the time, then there's the great Duncan Wellborn, of course, and uh, the not-so-great Larry McGettigan. Hmm. Who else am I forgetting? Well, you won't think of John Watt off the top of your head, sir. Oh, yes, John Watt. Isn't he another one who only made a single league appearance for the club? Yes, sir. It lasted 17 minutes, sir. A whole nine minutes more than John Pierce's one league appearance, sir. Dear, oh, dear. Watford careers like those can easily slip under the radar, can't they, Derek, my boy? Exactly, Bill. Suspicious, isn't it? I beg your pardon, Henry. It's the perfect cover. Sorry, I'm confused. What do you mean, cover? It's terribly cunning. If you want to pretend that you once played for the club, just impersonate someone that no one remembers well enough to challenge you on the detail. We're going to smoke him out, Bill. What? I don't get it, Henry. Who? We're going to unmask the man who's masquerading as John Pierce. He's a hoodwinker, Bill. Golly, is he? Well, we think he may be a hoodwinker, sir. A charlatan and a mountebank. So our plan is to get someone who was a teammate of the real John Pierce, someone like Duncan Wellborn, sir, to chat to the new arrival about the old days, sir. To interrogate him and force him to admit that he's a fraud. To see if they recognise him, sir either through his mannerisms or through memories they share, sir. Golly. Well, I suppose Duncan Wellborn wouldn't be a bad choice if he wants someone to do the job thoroughly. In his playing days, he never took any prisoners. Bah! Then he'll be no good. We need to take the swindler prisoner and torture him into a confession. Um, 
I think perhaps you're getting a little bit overexcited, Mr Grover, sir. Ah, am I? Sorry. We're only following a hunch of mine, Mr Grover, sir. I may have got it wrong, and John Pierce is, in fact, who he says he is. Oh, shame. I was envisaging something like the Spanish Inquisition. The close season in Hornet Heaven always needs something to perk it up, and I was thinking a spot of medieval torture would fit the bill. Never mind. I'll leave you chaps to it. Good day, gentlemen. I see Henry's low boredom threshold has got the better of him again. Well, if you want my opinion, Derek, my boy, I think it's important we establish the truth. And I rather like your plan. It's a great idea to get Duncan Wellborn to see if John Pierce can come up with the memories and anecdotes from behind closed doors that he should be able to come up with. Let's go and brief Chopper. Later that day, Duncan Chopper Wellborn, fourth on the all-time list of Watford appearance makers, looked for John Pierce in the atrium. 78 years old and bald on top with short grey hair at the sides and back, Chopper tapped several people on the shoulder before he found the right person. Hello? Are you John Pierce? Yeah, mate. Uh, that's me. I'm Duncan Wellborn. We played together. Duncan Wellborn? <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Great to see you, mate. Yeah, it's you, is it? You don't look like I remember. Derek showed me the 1971-72 team photo we were both in. and <laughs> That photo, I was so young. And I've got to say, mate, you don't look like I remember. You used to have hair. <laughs> Fair comment, that. And anyway, mate, we only spent eight minutes on the pitch together in the first team, so I honestly wouldn't expect you to recognise me. Total club legend, you are. Thanks, pal. Derek Garston says I spent more than 40,000 minutes on the pitch for Watford, all told. <laughs> Which means you must have kicked the opposition's wingers about 40,000 times, mate. Like I say, total club legend. Cheers, pal. I wish I could remember you better. We were at the club together for a few years, Derek Garston says. Yeah, <laughs> he's full of facts, isn't he? But the thing is, mate, I was an amateur at first and then only a part-time professional, whereas you were in the first team the whole time, so you would hardly have noticed me, even though I was after your place in the side, mate. Yeah, I suppose. So who else do we both know from those days? Who do you keep in touch with? Well, um, they are all still down on earth, so... Uh, but who, pal? Well, well, uh, um, I, I keep in touch with uh, uh, Keith Eddy. Did you? No, he was a player. And then some, mate. I saw on Hive Live last month that the club have inducted him into the Hall of Fame. Great. That's well deserved. Was he pleased? Uh, yeah. I phoned him up, because we're so close. He said, Johnny boy, that's what he calls me, Johnny boy, I'm completely made up. Uh, uh, not made up in the sense of imaginary, obviously. <laughs> no, no, I get you. It's great that you're still so close. When Keith comes up to Hornet Heaven, he'll be able to reveal all the stories about you that I never knew. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll be great banter, can't wait. Me neither. If you ask me, a hero like Keith Eddy should have had a benefit match of some sort. I mean, Watford played a benefit match for you, so... When I broke my leg, yeah, that was decent of them. It was after you'd gone to, uh That club in Harrow. What was it? What was the name of it? Um, 
Harrowborough? No, come on. The club you were at when you broke your leg. How can you not remember? I played in the match. Derek's reminded me that we put out a full first team, including Andy Rankin, Dennis Bond, Pat Morrissey and Ross Jenkins. Oh, I've got to tell you, that game was such an honour and a privilege for me. Mind you, mate, I went to your benefit night as a fan at Bailey's. Remember, Elton John played a gig for you. The Elton John. Talk about an honour and a privilege. What was that like, mate? Chopper Wellborn didn't reply for a few moments. His eyes welled up behind his glasses. It was unbelievable. Absolutely, mate. That's the thing about having played for Watford back then. Tell people today and they won't believe you. A little while later, Derek Garston went to recruit the help of Larry McGettigan. The lackadaisical winger from the early 1970s was in the medical area of the home dressing room inside the stadium receiving his daily massage from Pat Malloy. Chopper's findings were inconclusive, Mr McGettigan, sir. Ah, well, if Chopper didn't succeed, no need for me to try. Same bloody attitude as in 1971-72 when we got relegated. Hey, what's that, Pat? Nothing, your lordship. But, Mr McGettigan, sir, the programmes show that you and John Pearce were teammates in the juniors and the reserves plenty of times between 1968 and 1971, sir. So, you're the perfect person to tell us if this new arrival is the genuine article or not, Mr McGettigan, sir. Sorry, son, not interested. If this guy can carry it off pretending to be John Pearce, good luck to him, who actually cares? Football's always been full of chances, and it's a good thing, if you ask me. You don't get anywhere in life without trying it on, do you, eh, Pat? You're doing it. Lovely, by the way, me old mucker. Bit firmer on the calf. Ooh, that's it. Lovely jubbly. Next, Derek went to find John Watt, a middle-aged, chubby-faced man with brown hair that had darkened from blonde over time. He was at the programme shelves, browsing programmes from 50 years ago. Excuse me, Mr Watts, sir. Sorry to bother you, sir. I'm wondering if you remember a John Pierce who played for us, Mr Watts, sir. Yeah, I remember John Pierce. He had his contract paid up about a month after I joined, but I reckon I could still pick him out of a police line-up. We played together in my very first game for Watford in the reserves on the 12th of October 1971, away to the filth at the kennel. We took a 4 nil drubbing. I remember everything about it. Well, I'm afraid to say we have our suspicions about a new arrival called John Pierce, who says he's the one who played for Watford, Mr Watson. We think he might be an imposter, Mr Watson. Yeah, I know of fans doing that. It's despicable. If they've got a namesake who played a couple of games for the club, they'll make out it was them. They do it when they meet other fans, you know, all casual, saying it's no big deal. Then they lap up the attention, feeding their egos when they've done nothing to deserve it. Like I say, it's despicable. I must say, I'm surprised he's trying it on in Hornet Heaven, Mr. Watson. He's bound to get found out. There are so many facts for us to check up here, and so many people with memories from their time at the club, Mr. Watson. He must be mad. Or desperate. So... Would you be prepared to help us try and catch him out, Mr. Watson, to find out the truth, sir? Definitely. Thank you, Mr. Watson. There's nothing more important than the truth, sir. 
If historical truth is allowed to become corrupted, everyone's memories of Watford Football Club will be worthless for the rest of eternity, Mr Watson. I'll definitely help. Anyone who claims to be someone they're not needs to be taken down. John Pierce was on Occupation Road, basking in both the eternal sunshine and the admiration of a fan to whom he'd introduced himself as a former Watford player. He felt a tap on his shoulder. John Pierce, all right, mate. Oh, hello, mate. <coughs> Sorry, I, I can't place your face. You should be able to. We played together in the reserves. Oh, sorry, mate, I... Uh, listen, has anyone taken you back to the game where you made your one appearance for Watford? That'll be special for you. Let me be the old mate who shares that moment with you. Look, I've got two copies of the programme. Let's go now. John Pierce felt he had no choice but to follow. They went through the ancient turnstile and arrived at Watford versus Charlton Athletic at Vicarage Road on April the 10th, 1971. Right, there you are, look. In a tracksuit, taking your place on the bench. Do you remember what you were feeling? Yeah, totally, mate. Pride and hope that I'd get on the pitch and nerves, loads of nerves. I was desperate not to let anyone down. Ah, you were nervous. Even after what Keith Eddy said to you before the game, that speech he always made to settle the nerves of young lads about to make their debut? Well, uh, maybe I... Unforgettable, that speech was. You remember it, I hope. Well, I... I uh, it's a long time ago, mate. And I was so nervous, I, I guess it didn't sink in. And what about Ken Furphy's final words as the team left the dressing room? Same every game. All of us knew those, even if we never made the first team. You remember that, right? Of, of course. <laughs> it's just... In fact, here comes Ken now. John Pierce looked up the terrace. Coming towards him was the great Ken Furphy. The manager who took Watford to heights the club had never reached before. Football League Division 2 and an FA Cup semi-final. Christ! I didn't realise Ken Furphy was up here. Wow! He was so great for Watford. You can renew your acquaintance. I'm sure he'll be flattered if you repeat his words back to him. The words that none of us will ever forget. Over here, Ken. Hello, fellas. Everything all right, Waddy? All good, Ken. I asked you along because I'm with this guy. His name's John. Oh, hello, John. New up here, are you? I don't think I've laid eyes on you before, have I? Let's find out. Come on, John, tell us. Has Ken laid eyes on you before? Look, I... Oh, on. Tell one of the most important figures in Watford's history who you are. OK. OK. We're waiting. My name's John Pierce, and I'm... just an ordinary fan. Right. So the truth is out. I'm not the John Pierce who played under Mr Furphy, but I wish I could have been. I watched every Watford home game when Mr Furphy was the boss and I'm Ken. Call me Ken. I watched every Watford home game when you were boss, Ken, and you made me feel so great as a Watford fan that I wished I'd been a player because it would have felt even better. Well, of course, that's understandable, John. 
But then, years later, someone asked me if I was the John Pierce who did play for Watford, and I said yes, just to see how it felt. And I liked the effect it had on other Watford fans. They warmed to me and looked up to me. It was a barefaced lie, but no one ever challenged it. In the end, I told the lie so often it became part of me. It was hard to let go. Until today, until now, you're a part of the great history of this club, Mr Furphy, Ken. And well, I can't mess with that history. I shouldn't have messed with it before. John Pearce looked at Ken Furphy. There was a warmth in the former manager's eyes and a kindness on his face. Come here, fella. The manager threw his arms wide. John felt Ken Furphy's arms wrap around him. Welcome to Hornet Heaven. John Watt went to the programme office to report back to Derek Garston. Bill Mainwood and Henry Grover were there too. Everyone was in good spirits. Well done, Watty old thing. You outed the bounder. We weren't played by a non-player. To be fair, we shouldn't be too harsh on him, Henry. Ordinary fans crave the status that former players like us have got, and sometimes they can take their fantasies of stardom a bit too far. Well, I must say it's a good job we found him out before he was able to get his hands on so many statistics and memories that he could keep up the pretense. And for that, we have to thank young Derek for his initial hunch. Well done, my boy. Thank you, sir. The heritage of any football club depends on accurate detail, so it's a relief that the integrity of Watford's is no longer under threat, sir. But it was Mr Watt who cracked the case, sir. If you ask me, he really got inside the mind of the villain, sir. <laughs> I'll take that, Derek. With my record of playing for Watford for only 17 minutes, I'm happy you didn't say, it takes one to know one. <laughs> and so, as Derek, Bill and Henry chuckled at his joke, John Watt left the programme office and happily closed the door behind him, having successfully concealed the fact that he wasn't the real John Watt, who was still alive. The End The Player was written and produced by Ollie Wickham. It was read by Colin Mace. For more information on the Hornet Heaven stories, please visit hornetheaven.com. <laughs>